Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Start our show today with Warriors forward Draymond Green, who was ejected from last night's game against the Suns for this swing on Yusuf Nurkic. It was in the third quarter. It was the third time this season that Green has been ejected, the last leading to a five-game suspension. He served that in mid-November. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet, here with Zach Lowe, with Kendrick Perkins, Brian Windhorst, and our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, do we expect Draymond to be suspended here, and if so, for how many games? Uh, Malika, certainly based on my conversations today and uh, based on the obvious, what everybody could see, uh, that Draymond Green will be suspended, um, whether that's today or sometime tomorrow ahead of Thursday's game in L.A., but... The question is, how long will he be suspended for? Uh, He is coming off a recent five-game suspension. And now, you know, the question for the league is, are they comparing what happened last night against Phoenix, you know, the swipe uh, to Yusuf Nurkic? Are they comparing it to the act with Rudy Gobert? Or are, are they just looking at, again, another repeat offense? And that's a big part of how the league uh, determines penalties uh, are repeat offenses. And Draymond Green certainly leads the league in those, uh, leads this era in those. And I think for uh, the Warriors, I think they are certainly bracing for the Mm. fact that they're going to be without Draymond Green again and certainly maybe for an extended period uh, twice now in a, in a very short period. Yeah, at this point, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of just how long. Woj, please stick around. I do want to hear, though, directly from Gray- Draymond Green immediately after the game. As you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, sir. Because I didn't intend to hit him. I sell calls with my arms. I don't fall to sell a call, not proper. So I was just selling the call because he was grabbing me and pulling my hip back. So I spun away and... Unfortunately, I hit him. Of course, I need to be there for us to win. I understand that, which is why I haven't been arguing with Ruff since I've been back. I haven't done any of those things because I do understand that. You know, I haven't gotten into it with any players um, since I've been back because I do understand that. Unfortunately, bad luck. Um, Trying to draw a foul and I made contact with him. But this ain't those same things. I don't know, man. (laughs) I was behind the play. (laughs) I don't think... What's going on with him? I don't know. Personally, I feel like that brother needed help. And I'm glad he not tried to choke me, but at the same time, it nothing to do with basketball, man. Like, I'm just out there trying to play basketball, you know, they're swinging. I think we saw that often, but um, hope he, you know, whatever he got in his life, get better. Okay, Brian, so seeing the swing, hearing from Draymond here, hearing from Yusuf Nurkic here, what's your reaction? 
Yeah, so I'm sure the league will talk to Draymond before coming to a conclusion about what they're going to do here, and I hope he doesn't take the same tack there because saying this was bad luck I don't think is going to fly. Um, as Woj mentioned, he's a repeat offender, and the last two times he was suspended, which, sad to say, were within this calendar year, the league announced that his suspension was, was worsened by the fact that he had a number of incidents in his past. So when you figure that, frankly, just about every player in the league who would do something, something like this and get a word of flagrant two foul would probably face a suspension. There's going to be a Draymond Green multiplier effect. Those are basically the words of Joe Dumars the last two times he's suspended him. So the question really becomes, do they just sort of stick with, um, you know, handling this situation or do they want to try to send some sort of message? That's, mm. I'm sure, what's dominated conversation today in New York with Adam Silver um, and uh, Joe Dumars, amongst other league officials. This is obviously something that is very troubling. Um, Draymond doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. Um, what he's basically asking for, and it was interesting, Malika, he wasn't initially going to talk. It was initially announced he wasn't going to talk. Okay. And then he changed his mind, apparently, and decided to come to the press conference, yep. I think to argue his position. Basically, what he asked for was the benefit of the doubt. We're long past benefit of the doubt with Draymond. He's not getting it. Look, if he gets suspended for a significant number of games. Significant number being. If it's four or five, okay. something yep. like the Gobert one. He's going to come back, and by the time he comes back, he will have either been ejected or suspended from literally half their games yeah. this season. I mean, that just cannot happen to a player this valuable and this good. And to me, my first reaction was shock and then sadness as it reverberated around the uh, Clippers game last night that I was at. And I thought what was striking to me was <clears> – <throat> You look at the reaction of the Clippers coach, of the uh, Warriors coaches on the bench. It happened right in front of them. You look at Steve Kerr's very clipped comments after the game. Yeah. You even look at Draymond just jogging off the floor. Him there's, saying, I, I haven't even seen a replay, no comment. There's just a resignation at yeah. this point. There are no more full-throated defenses. There's not even like a mini defense. It's just an exhausted organization, an exhausted reaction. And it's just sad that we've reached a point where a Hall of Fame level player, a multiple time All NBA level player, the greatest defensive player in the league since Kevin Garnett, is going to be at least half remembered for handicapping his team by being unavailable due to violent acts. It's just, I, it's, I was resigned and sad, and I think the Warriors' resignation was very, very telling. You, you know what happens, right, when you have a troubled kid that hate going to school? You know what happened when that kid actually gets to school? You know what he do? He's going to act out mm. because he don't want to be there. So he want to get sent home. That's what we're witnessing right now with Draymond Green. Draymond Green don't want to play the game of basketball right now, and his mind is not there for whatever reason. I have my reasons. One, he can't accept the fact that his game is on the decline, okay, offensively and defensively. Draymond Green, not only did he used to bark, but he used to have a bite behind it. Now he's not barking. Now he's not biting. It's all bark. And what he's starting to realize is that that bullying tactics is not working anymore with these young fellas, okay? Think about it. He went at Donovan Mitchell, he didn't back down. Went at Anthony Edwards, he didn't back down. So now all of a sudden, Draymond is in a place where it's like, where do I fit in at? Right. How can I make an impact on the game? And it's coming to this uncanny behavior right here, right? This stupid behavior right here that has no place in the game for basketball. Now, stay with me, Malika, for I'm a like second. And, Zach, here's the thing about Draymond. 
Bob Myers left. We know how tight Bob Myers and Draymond Green was. So who is the person? And it doesn't have to be in the Warriors organization, but who is the person that is going to call or pull Draymond to the side and say, hey, bro, you tripping, that he actually respect. I don't believe it's Steve Kerr. Not saying he don't respect Steve Kerr. I don't think it's Steph Curry. Why I don't think it's Steph Curry? For the simple fact he's not a vocal type of guy. Occasionally we hear him speak on that. But Rich Paul, LeBron, Draymond look up to you guys. Might want to tell him what he needs to hear right now before his legacy be known as a guy that is going out like this than a guy that was a defensive player of the year. Four-time NBA champion, two-time Olympic winner, right? Like, that's what Draymond Green wanted to be defined as. And right now, if his career ended today, that's not how people would view him. He's still all those things, but now he's also this. And they share the first paragraph in his legacy, career write-up, whatever. I mentioned the resignation of the Warriors being telling last night. I think you nailed it, Perk. Like, Rudy Gobert clowned him. Clown Draymond f- flamed him uh, in his post-game comments. Donovan Mitchell didn't care. Yusuf Nurkic just straight up chuckled last night. Like, man, I'm glad he didn't choke me. And a little smile cr- ran across his face. It reminds me a little bit of when, remember Draymond said to Paul Pierce, they don't love you like that, and kind of made fun of him, like, you're not getting the farewell tour. It's like this generation of players is starting to treat him like that. Like, man, we don't, like, we're not even reacting anymore right. to, to this stuff. It's, it's very telling. I, I don't think it'll define his legacy, though. I, I don't think it it'll was. define his legacy. He's I, I no, think no, he'll both. still be remembered. No, I, I think it'll be he'll be very much remembered as one of the great defensive players. No question. He's got four rings. It's just the question uh, if it's well, what first I do or think is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. But when did? Uh, yeah, but when I do did. think it's interesting though. The Warriors just gave him 100 million dollars. They gave him 100 million dollars like a couple of months ago. So, you know, whatever happens to them, they agreed to to stay in this deal. But when did? Let me ask you a question. We're not saying this, this is going to define his legacy. I'm going to give you an example. Now, completely two different players, but you look at a player like Rasheed Wallace, okay? And you think about the first thing that comes to mind when you think about Rasheed or the worldview Rasheed, we think about technical fouls. We think about a rough rider. We don't think about one of the most skilled power forwards to ever touch the damn basketball. And, and, and it's wrong, but that's the perception that Rasheed left us with. So that's the example. I'm not saying it's going to define his legacy. I'm just saying the way he's going out, that's what people are going to remember him as. Well, go ahead. I, I, I think how he's remembered uh, by lots of different people. People are remembered in different ways by different people over time. I think that's a lot less important than the time that Draymond Green has with this group that is still trying to contend for an NBA championship around uh, Steph Curry. And this doesn't resemble right. anything of a contender right now. Uh, but, you know, Perk mentioned all of those people uh, around Draymond Green from, from Bob Myers to uh, his agent to teammates. These are not new conversations with Draymond Green. These are not new actions. All of these people presumably have been having these conversations mm. with Draymond Green for a very long time. I think you just get to a point, and I think the Warriors have to be at that point, where you just accept that this is what comes with Draymond Green for all the great play. This is going to be part of it. And the idea that it's probably going to change after all these years, it probably isn't. But this has been an organization that has been willing to live with that and willing to give Draymond Green another $100 million 
uh, contract in the offseason knowing that. Yeah, because Draymond has been talked about. That's the spark, the fire behind Draymond Green. It's just whether or not that's at a tipping point that it's still within reason, that it's still where – because at the end of the day, Woj, and, and you know this – Draymond Green has to be available in order for the Warriors to get what they need to get out of him. And so to, 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 to Woj's point about what Golden State needs now, they still need Draymond Green. And, and Perk, you took to social media last night and, and you said free Steph on yeah. social media. Ooh, what did you oh mean boy. by that? Free him from all the BS that's around him, right? You think about the situation with Klay Thompson in the front office and their, and their contract tension, right, that they have. You look at Andrew Wiggins, who look, who's playing this year like he don't give a damn about playing the game of basketball. Okay, you're watching a guy in Draymond Green that is not reliable, that is acting out of character, that is doing the most, that are costing you games, uh, uh, embarrassing the franchise, embarrassing the league. Steph don't deserve this. Steph is giving us great basketball. Steph have more basketball, great basketball to give us. We cannot waste Steph Curry valuable time while he's still here. Steph Curry can still be the best player on the championship team. That's the part that Perk is talking about. That's what makes this all the more sad, all the more frustrating is this guy is still the guy Mm. and the team around him is currently dysfunctional. When you say free Steph, though, Perk, like, I just don't even know what they can do. Right. Because you're talking about Wiggins. That's four years left on his contract. Draymond has four years left on his contract. The rest of the league is watching all this happen. Like, it's not like there's going to be a huge demand for that. Clay's a $43 million expiring contract. They're going to try to get creative around the trade deadline because they know we've got a guy, the guy who's been the foundation of everything we've built here, Steph Curry, is still that good, and we are failing him. I just don't know what the solutions are. Sure. Woj, before we, before we go to break here, is it, are the Warriors in a situation where they need to look to fix this within what they already have, or is there pieces, moves that they can make? Well, you know, Zach said it, certainly. You know, but when you get to the trade deadline, you know, you have to – you're always weighing risk-reward. And if you look at the standings and you're trying to be – and you're being honest with yourself as an organization and you're not a contender – you know, then you have to ask yourself, does it make sense to trade young players, to trade draft assets, to chase something that isn't there anymore? This team and this group, I, I think, and this coaching staff has to show management and ownership that by the trade deadline, they have righted this. They have become more careful with the basketball. They have stopped fouling. They have made themselves available for games because you get to a point where it just doesn't make sense. There are only so many moves to make, so many assets you have to make them. And I think the Warriors have to believe they're a legit contender to really go in uh, and, and make some risks with the, with the few assets they do have. This is a four- $100 million payroll, including luxury taxes. $400 million. They have got to handle their business for what they're being paid. Their solution is within. And if they can't handle it from within, it's not going to get handled. Bottom line. Got to handle it from within. For now, though, we wait to hear what the suspension for Draymond Green will be. We are not done, though, talking about the Golden State Warriors still to come on NBA Today. There is a long list, right, of issues in the Bay. But will Draymond's flagrant foul be the moment that sinks this Warriors season we discuss? Plus, guys, it wasn't just Draymond who got the boot last night. Why it took only one whistle for Nikola Jokic to hit the showers early. And it was Serbian Heritage Night, no less. I mean... 
come on. And the Lakers have a Luka problem. The Mavs, they take another game from Los Angeles. Why LeBron and AD, they're having trouble stopping Luka. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You're watching NBA Today. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. Zach, I got a fun fact for you. You do? Did you know Chicago has the most Serbians of any city outside Belgrade? So you know that the crowd, they were juiced about Nikola Jokic, right? His only trip to the United Center this year. But it was short-lived because Jokic was ejected late in the second quarter for yelling toward an official. It looked like he was looking for a foul call there. He received one technical foul, was sent to the locker room. Crowd in Chicago booed. It's the second road game Jokic has been ejected from this season, including a game in Detroit. Here's Nikola. Uh, it is what it is. I'm just happy that we didn't play in Serbia this game. It's going to be really fun to see how it ended. You know, so... It was interesting, you know. It is what it is. Some guys can say whatever. I think sometimes what I said is not even a technical, so it is what it is. Okay, so here's what crew chief Mark Lindsay told a reporter on Jokic's ejection. Quote, Jokic was ejected after one technical foul because he directed profane, profane language at the official that by our standards warranted an ejection. We don't typically publicly get into exactly what the player said, but the language reached the standard for an ejection. We know what he said, right? MF or is what he said. Your reactions act to the quick ejection. Here's my statement. I'm going to release an official statement in response to the NBA statement. <laughs> That's what I say to that statement. How do you spell that? I don't know how you spell it. But I'll tell you this. I'm married to someone from the former Yugoslavia. Yep. They think that word is bad. Serbians really know how to curse. Serbian curse words are detailed and long, and that word is nothing. And here's the thing. If you're going to eject a star player... On Serbian night, Finals MVP, for something that MVP. he says, yep. it's got to be, it, it can't just be a generic curse word. It's got to be something that's like personal or over yep. the line inappropriate. Sure. You can't eject, give him a technical, warn him, and move on. Brian? This is, no way was this a star treatment. I mean, he definitely probably deserved a tech. But heck, even Scott Foster gives Chris Paul two technicals before he throws him out. <laughs> it's very rare to see a one-tech ejection. And for a one-tech ejection based on that yeah. to the reigning finals MVP, 
No. Unacceptable. Very disappointing. Unacceptable is absolutely the word. I am with both of you on that one. All right, let's stick in the West here. The Clippers, they blew out the Kings last night. Yes, it was the second night of a back-to-back for the Kings, but the Clips led by as many as 33 points en route to a 119-99 win in Los Angeles. Kawhi Leonard recorded his third straight 30-point game, tied for his second longest streak since joining the Clippers. And don't look now. But Los Angeles, they've won five straight games, the longest streak in the NBA. And since Terrence Mann replaced Russell Westbrook in the starting lineup, that was November 17th, remember? The Clippers, they've won 10 of 13 games, the third best record in the NBA, and they're holding their opponents to just 44% from the field over that span. As we say hello to the one and only Chinea Gumake. Chinea, what are you chalking this turnaround up to? One, Kawhi Leonard being healthy. And I think as someone who has dealt with injuries, when you're able to play through those nicks and knacks and un- uncomfortable uncomfortability, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say. Yes. My point is just that he's been able to reach his heights again. He's combined for, what, 106 points in his last three games. So, one, it's Kawhi just going berserk and being who we all know he is. And then also it's the rotations. Like you mentioned, Terrence Mann in the starting line has helped. Russ immediately had that level of maturity to say, hey, I'm coming off of the bench and I'm going to still do my job. Norb Powell showing up off of the bench has been well. Their rotations have come together. And I also think they're looking around and they're saying, our guys are back. Mm-hmm. We have better rotations. Yep. We're bought in defensively. And we don't want to be the team that's talked about like the Golden State Warriors or any other team that says we have all this potential, but we can't piece it together. They're quietly assembling their own Avengers led by Kawhi and his production. They have a hierarchy. They have a defense. They have great coaching and finally it seems like the chemistry has come together so we're, we're back in right oh no i'm not all <laughs> yeah. the way back in oh you're back in you're back in <laughs> brian are you in yeah Chanae, let's get down to business let's forget about ejections and suspensions the biggest story developing the nba right now is Kawhi leonard look out look at these last few games look at this back-to-back that's right Kawhi Leonard just played the back-to-back had 34 in one and 30 uh, 31 in the next that's the most he's had in a back-to-back in six years this is a story about Kawhi Leonard roaring back to the player he was at the end of last season combined with the way they figured out the rotation to activate James Harden by removing him in the rotation from Russell Westbrook the Clippers are a force and I will give them credit when they were starting out poorly and they lost all those games out of the gate with Harden, the leadership of that organization said, don't worry, we're going to figure it out. Yep. Kawhi looks great, and they're figuring it out. Yeah, they stuck with it, and a little more flow is coming on offense. Some of those catch-and-shoot threes are actually going up now instead of like, a, uh, 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 uh. Kawhi is Kawhi. Shout-out to Terrence Mann and Ivica Zubats for rounding out that starting five. Zoo has never played better. The pick-and-roll chemistry with Harden is there. Yep. Don't do this to us, Clippers. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. If you're going to be in, stay in. Brian, I heard, Wendy, I heard you talk about leadership. Tonight, you talked about Kawhi being the man. Zach, you talked about uh, Terrence Mann and the rotations. It sounds like Ty Lue is doing this thing, right? Mm. We said that if anybody could fix this problem, it was going to be T. Lue. And now, all of a sudden, it seemed like they had that coming to Jesus meeting because guys are buying into to their role. And I love the addition of Daniel Tice. He has been phenomenal coming in off the bench, yep. bringing that, bringing that uh, energy. And also, when you, have, you know, when you have a guy like Daniel Tice, Zubac got to be on his best stuff. Iron sharpens iron. 
Because T. Lou is not going to be, a, be yeah. able to be afraid to rock up with Daniel Tice, you know, to close our games, especially if he's breaking it. Yeah, but to, to Zach's point, that two-man game with Harden, it's been looking, it, it's been looking nice we lately. We got an interesting uh, matchup, though, for the Clippers tomorrow. They take on the Golden State Warriors. So still to come on NBA Today, what kind of suspension should Draymond Green expect after last night's ejection? And how do the Warriors handle all of this? We discuss coming up. Plus, Luka Doncic. I mean, did you see what he did last night against LeBron James and the Lakers? Find out why the 24-year-old, he was the one feeling like the old man after that game? Okay, and we've got the first ever meeting between Victor Wembanyama and LeBron James. What lessons can Wemby learn from LeBron about living up to giant rookie expectations? NBA Today, we'll be right back. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. LeBron James. Oh, there's an elf on the shelf. And the Lakers in Dallas facing Luka Doncic and the Mavs. 44 minutes for Luka in the win. Second night of a back-to-back here. Remember, no Kyrie Irving in this one. Is that, is that Luka or Dame? Or St- no, that's Braun <laughs> shooting the trade ball. I, I feel like that, he took that celebration, though, and then... Davis pulling up the question perk was whether or not there was going to be any hangover from the in-season tournament for the Los Angeles Lakers. They stayed close through three quarters. Darvin Ham said he wanted AD uh, shoot more threes. AD, take more threes. Make more threes. Going ahead to the fourth quarter here. Mavs down two. Watch Luka. This is just cheap. Like, when you make a pass like that, the player on the other side that's Catching it to shoot, you yeah. gotta make the shot. I didn't take enough it's, physics classes to talk yeah. about this pass. It's like, so great energy. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. And of course, Dante Exum knocks it down, but LeBron, full steam ahead. Oh, come here, young fella, tomato chest to the lane. All tied up now. Dallas by three, kicks it out to the corner. Exum once again, you know that's good. Holding the corners, creating space for Luca to operate and get downhill. Great job by Luca. Trusting his teammates. Look at the young fella lively snatching the screws out the rim. Luca had 33 points, 17 assists, but watch this three from Austin Reeves. It rattled all the way around Texas before it went down. Yeah, it, it definitely was around Texas. It actually touched me in Houston. <laughs> Lakers cut into the Mavericks lead here. Four-point lead at this point, but once again. Holding them corners. Exum, 26 points, 7 of 9 from 3. Hey, Luca, how are you feeling after this back-to-back? Yeah, I don't know how I played. I slept very little today. Everything hurts. Uh, I'm getting old, man. But, you know, we got two back-to-back wins, which is amazing, especially against a team like Lakers. So I'm really proud of these guys.
you know, you're so high on the, you know, the semifinals and the finals of the, of the uh, end season tournament and then have to, you know, get back to the regular season. Um, you know, it takes a mental focus and a mental approach, and I think uh, AD and I handled it uh, well. So Luca's 2-0 against the Lakers this season, but Brian, what makes this matchup so challenging for the Lakers? Well, it's really <laughs> tough on the Lakers when they double-team like they did against Tyrese Halliburton, and instead of the Pacers yeah. missing, they shot 22% from three, that the Mavericks shot 48%. I don't think that they would change anything other than not have Dante Exum have one of the greatest shooting games of his career. But, you know, the Lakers, I think, like the way that they play. I think the challenge for them is can they have enough offense when they play a defensive first lineup? In this game, they did. They scored 125 points. They just ran into a hot-shooting team. I think they would take the results of the way they played the last two games all year long and live with it. But I do think that over the long haul, they, you know, having to decide between putting their offensive first team and their defensive first team out there will continue to, to challenge Darvin Ham. Yeah, because the question, or the conversation rather, today coming out of the in-season tournament was look at the length, look at the, the length of the wings that the Lakers have and how successful they were on Tyrese Halliburton, but then Luka comes in and all of a sudden it's different. Yeah, I said yesterday that Luka Doncic sees double teams in his dreams, and their dreams are not nightmares because he handles them so well. Luka Doncic is doubled almost double the amount of any other player in the NBA, and he knows how to manage them. Watch this play right here. He draws to, I mean, Lively finishes what, around 70% from the room? This is an automatic bucket from the extension again here double teams typically this could be a shot for him but instead he has the great awareness to find Exum as we mentioned seven for nine from three I think the difference with Luca is that he has always committed to this idea that I'm gonna trust my teammates mm. and I think that's the best thing that has happened to the Dallas Mavericks Paid off. because you lose someone for Kyrie Irving right that can knock down shots and sometimes defer your offense but instead time and time again they win games especially in the regular season that they typically are not expected to because he absolutely trusts his teammates and is willing to make that pass. And then sometimes he can take over and score. And so it's him consistently seeing the double teams, managing them, trusting his teammates. You have to give him credit for that. Luka's a genius. He's a genius. Like the Lakers' biggest problem last night was that Luka Doncic is awesome. Like that's, that was their big problem. I just want to bookmark a couple of little things, though, for when Kyrie Irving comes back that we saw last night. Give me this kind of two-man game. That's hard away, but like when it's Kyrie Irving and you get a little guy on you, like Austin Reeves, a smaller guy, is this daddy ball perk? Does this count as daddy ball, just kind of uh, taking him down low like yeah, that? Yeah, anytime you put the shoulder right between the sternum, that's That's, <laughs> that's a way that Kyrie yeah. and Luka can work together and get the offense flowing a little bit when Kyrie is back. And Kyrie can flare out of that for threes and drives, and here's more daddy ball. And this dude right here, Look, he's on one right now, Dante Exum. Yeah. He's making a case to start when the Mavs are healthy. And if he can hit enough threes, he's not going to shoot 7-9 every game, but if he can hit 40% from the corners, he's big, he's rangy, he kind of makes those little connecting passes, they might have something cooking here. Yeah, because we came out of last season sort of wondering, all right, what exactly are the Dallas Mavericks going to be? They did not live up to expectations, missing the playoffs entirely last season. And now, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, these are flashes of what we expected to see from the Dallas Mavericks with the personnel they have. We are going to get into the Lakers a little bit later on our show. Still to come on NBA Today, though, back to our top story. Draymond Green, he was kicked out of another game. So is a major suspension coming? New details from within an imploding dynasty. Those answers coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. 
Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. You're watching NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Revisiting our top story of the day, Warriors forward Draymond Green was issued a flagrant two last night for striking Sun center Yusuf Nurkic. It was the third ejection of the season for Green, the last resulting, remember, in a five-game suspension. So here was Draymond after the incident. As you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to Yusuf because I didn't intend to hit him. I sell calls with my I don't fall or to sell a call, not a popper. So I was just selling the call because he was grabbing me and pulling my hip back. So I spun away and unfortunately I hit him. Of course, I need to be there for us to win. I understand that, which is why I haven't been arguing with Ruff since I've been back. I haven't done any of those things because I do understand that. You know, I haven't gotten into it with any players um, since I've been back because I do understand that. Unfortunately, bad luck. Um, trying to draw a foul and I made contact with him. But this ain't those same things. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Now joined by longtime NBA front office executive Scott Perry. Scott, you also know Draymond Green incredibly well. What's your reaction to this entire debacle? First of all, I was extremely disappointed when I saw this. Uh, You know, we had just talked about Draymond uh, a week or so ago. And uh, to see this kind of non-basketball action take place again yeah. uh it's not good for him it's not good for his team it's not good for the game and you know what i would say to him again and i've messaged him the last time draymond and I use his own words uh, against him or uh, on him you play for your teammates you said that it's about the team winning is important your legacy is important this action takes away from all of that mm. And uh, and so, boy, it puts uh, everybody in a difficult situation, starting with himself. 
And again, just extremely uh, disappointed when I saw this uh, take place last night. Perk, he got five games when he put Rudy Gobert in that chokehold. How many games do you expect him to get this time? At least 25. You At think least. he's going to get the same amount as John Moran? Why not? I mean, he's, he's, he's literally putting his hands on people. One could say assault. If you want to take it to another level, he choked a guy out. Hold on. He choked a guy out. He literally swung back and knocked Nurkic almost out. What are we talking about right now? Now, listen, I understand the incident, and I'm not about to dive into the John Morant details, but John Morant actually didn't hurt anyone, right? He did not hurt anyone. Am I agreeing with his actions? No. But Draymond Green is physically hurting people on the floor right now. And he's not even three three weeks, I believe, removed from what he just done to Rudy Gobert. So think about what he's done just this year. Forget last year and the year before. Think about this year. I saw last night with Jamal Crawford, and Jamal Crawford has nothing negative to say about anybody that plays the game of basketball. He said, Draymond Green, this is bad for the game. This is bad for the game all across the board. I would not say 25. Yeah. I'm definitely in on 10 just because he got five-game suspension for the last incident. You have to show that they increase, and we're going to have to judge him based on, like you said, three ejections, I believe, in about three weeks. I don't think his legacy has changed in the fact that when you win four championships, you're a Hall of Famer. But I do think the way we talk about players when they're done playing, this is what he will be remembered for. He'll still be a Hall of Famer, but he'll be remembered for how he approached the game towards the end. I think that this is a breaking point for the Warriors. It's a breaking point for Draymond Green. I know we're talking about how we know players. I would tell this to Draymond. I've known Draymond since I was 20 years old. We both played on the World University Games together. I say he's a friend. I say he's even part of my basketball family. But I would say, like, this is just not tolerated. I mean, this is different from the rest. People give you passes. Um, People give you the benefit of the doubt. I myself have done that. Uh, but at this point, that was a non-basketball play. This is be- becoming a part of your history. Yep. You're hurting your team. You're hurting the game. And knowing also Steph, and Steph is one of the best humans we all know as well, and he's not someone to really speak on issues. We've seen, even in last year in the playoffs, when he gets emotionally charged up to galvanize the squad, like, let's win. This is, I know he's probably said things before, but, like, the only person I think that can fix this is Steph and say that this is intolerable for how we approach and if we're going to try to salvage not only our legacy as a unit, this big three that we just saw them all sign the you know uniforms and the jerseys, but like Steph is to me the only person that can get through because he's the one who's doing his job and he's the person he cares about. What, what is Draymond Green's favorite line when he goes up there? And Scott, you talk about a lot of things. You said mention one line. He always mentioned badge of honor, right? How many times we have I wear, I wear it on my shoulder proudly. I wear it with pride. You're not wearing this with pride. You're not representing the organization or the NBA with pride. Like, Draymond Green is a leader, was a leader of the NBA. No matter how people want to look at it, guys looked up to Draymond Green across the league. Guys looked up to him as a big brother. And guys ain't viewing him right now like this. Yeah, no, no, and you're right, Perk. He, he's lost that status around the league, and he may be struggling with that, too. You know, knowing these actions have caused that and he's brought it upon himself, I'm just, you know, hopeful somewhere deep inside of himself that he's going to really 
yeah. sit back once and for all and reflect and say, look, I can't keep doing this to, to myself. I can't keep damaging the game. I can't keep d damaging my teammates. He's got to decide it. I know we're saying that Steph and others can talk to him, but Draymond Green is a smart enough young man that he can do uh, figure this out himself if he is willing to do that. But, Zach, didn't we just say that when he got suspended by five, with uh, five we, games? We, we just had this discussion. Look, Perk, 20, <laughs> 25 games, respectfully, big fella, yeah. that's a little off the rails. And and to, to, say, to, to say John Morant didn't, didn't hurt anybody, I think misses the point of that whole situation. But that's a discussion for another day. But it is a discussion. It, I, it could be for it, another it day, but it is a we, discussion. if we want it to be. Well, exactly. Look, I Draymond... It's just – you used the word intolerable, Cheney. Uh, if he's suspended for five-plus games, he will have missed half the games due to suspension or ejection. Half. That is intolerable for your team. And I'll say it again. I thought it was telling last night that there was no move to defend Draymond Green. Yep. The bench sat there, and you could just see it on their face. Here we go again. Steve Kerr yep. just said, we need him. Next question. It, there's a level of resignation and sadness within the organization and around the league because what should be one of the all-time yeah. great stories yep. of a 35th pick in the draft, where the Warriors had the 30th pick, they picked Festus Azili over him, yeah. made himself into an all-time defender and an all-time unique player, yep. an archetypal player. People would say, we got to find our Draymond Green. Where's the next Draymond Green? Right. The ultimate small ball center. And now this is how his career is winding down maybe too strong. It's just sad. And I think the Warriors are sitting around today like almost helpless. Like right. we, don't, we don't really know what to do or what's next. At the end of the day, he is a second-round pick who – like Draymond Green, No, we did not see this coming for Draymond, that, that one of the best defensive players that we have ever seen. The word prototype is so appropriate. And – the question now of whether this is going to be the second sentence in 10 or 15 years when you talk about Draymond Green and his body of work and his legacy, that that is a very real, real reality that we're facing down. But also, the Golden State Warriors have very pressing questions that they need to answer about how they want to move forward as an organization. And we're going to get into that just a little bit later in our show. Uh, still to come on NBA Today, two number one picks. They were drafted 20 years apart. Victor and LeBron, they face off tonight. But who had the better rookie season? We're going to show you that next. How much pressure do you feel? There's no pressure. There's no pressure at all. Are you serious? He's the best high school player I've ever seen. He was on the cover last year of Sports Illustrated. Someday, there could be another one that could be compared to me. Oh, There's no hype with this. This is fact. Simply the greatest draft prospect in the history of the NBA. I'm not going to be surprised by all this attention. It would mean that I'm satisfied with it, and I'm not. Watching Victor win by Yama, what would you tell him? I knew that uh, I belonged in the greatest league in the world, but I didn't know what to expect. And he's going through it right now. The most important thing, stay true to the game, work your butt off. <laughs> I know I got a lot to show. He's for sure a generational talent. The first matchup between LeBron James and Victor Wembanyama. Brian, we have been building up to this matchup since Victor burst onto the scene. What stands out to you now that it's almost here? 
that Victor's mom was six months pregnant when LeBron had his debut. I mean, that is absolutely crazy. And that these two guys are two of the headliners in the NBA at the same time. It's crazy. And it's something, you know, it meant so much to Victor when LeBron called him an alien last year. He started drawing little alien faces when he would sign autographs. It was like an honor that LeBron would give him that moniker. There's a, even though they don't know each other and they grew up a you know, continent apart, there's a special connection between the two of them. I certainly cannot wait to see. But here's the deal. One matchup between these two, it's simply not enough. You can tip off your weekend with our star-studded NBA Friday doubleheader. LeBron and the in-season tournament champ Lakers take on Victor Wembanyama and the Spurs again on Friday at 7.30 Eastern. Then Devin Booker and the Suns host Julius Randle and the Knicks. Coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern on ESPN and the app. Another game we have tonight. We have a rematch of the in-season tournament semifinal. The Pacers, the Bucks. This one is in Indiana. The over-under for this one is 258 and a half, the highest for any game since 1991. So it's time now for setting the pick, brought to you by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. Kendrick Perkins, who you got in this one? I got the home team. <laughs> Tyrese with Halliburton. the Pacers. Yeah, Tyrese right. Halliburton. All right, Zach. Pacers. Bucks, wash the tournament loss out of their taste out of their mouths. I thought you were going to put up antlers. Bucks. Okay. Uh, battle of the IST heartbrokens. I'm going with the Bucks, especially with how Giannis is. So. All right. Two Bucks, one Pacers. Who are you picking? Get the ESPN bet app and get started. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets once they place their first sports book bet with ESPN bet. Next on NBA Today, we're going to take you inside the Warriors' locker room after Draymond's ejection and looming suspension. Are the Warriors at a boiling point? That's coming up in 60 seconds. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. Welcome back to NBA Today. We are revisiting our top story with our Golden State Warriors reporter, Kendra Andrews, who's joining us in studio. So, Kendra, at the top of our show, Adrian Wojnarowski said that Draymond Green, he's going to be suspended. At yeah. this point, it's just a matter of how many games. So, for the Golden State Warriors, what happens next year? You guys, the locker room last night after that game was so bleak. It was so empty. It was so quiet. There, there was just no people in there. There's a lot of frustration from every angle with Draymond not being able to be on the court, with Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins with the starting lineup struggling so much. Yeah. They say, well, we can't just talk about it anymore. We have to be about change. We saw that first change last night when Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins were both benched, you guys, in the fourth quarter. So moving forward, what do we expect? We expect more Andrew Wiggins, or excuse me, more Jonathan Kamingo. We expect more Moses Moody. We expect more Brandon Pajemski, less Wiggins, less Thompson. The young guys and Stephen Curry, that's what the Warriors are leaning on right now. It seems like they've realized that what has worked in the past, it's just not working anymore. So, Perk, where do you think they go? Did you just say Les Thompson? Remember when I said trade them? And not, not listen, here's the thing. Not because I don't believe, not because I believe that Trey is, I mean, Clay is finished. It's believed that I need, I, I, I really believe this. Clay need a new start. I believe if Clay is in another situation, we will see the best version of Clay. But Trey, and I, I, but, but, uh, huh? But I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Like get him to a new destination, like the Philadelphia Seventy. I think it's more resetting the expectations for Clay Thompson. I think the pressure of his contract situation makes it feel like you have to invest way more in him, and he has to invest way more in himself. So I'm not saying trade him. If you also know the Golden State Warriors, you know Draymond, you know Clay, you know Steph. 
you know that they ride for each other, they're yep. loyal for each other, they're not going to just trade him just because it's an inconvenient stretch or an inconvenient situation. I think it's just more the realistic expectations of where you are. You're forced to that reality yeah, but, at some point yeah, but when so, you're in the league. Yeah, but so now, I, I, but, I personally had to exit so, the starting lineup to go to the bench myself. I was a number one pick. No, but, but it's, you think it's, Clay, it's not time for Clay to do that. No, it's not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you have to have realistic expectations so that you get the maximized roster for the Warriors. So short of, of trading Clay, which I just, you know, I, I don't see that happening right now. Correct me if I'm. I just wrong, keep. I just keep asking you where. What's, okay, what's the right. trade? So, like, so I don't short know. of that, the minutes of the role. Play. And that's what that's the Warriors what are do. having to do. When you look at this team right now, they look old. Frankly, they look slow. When you put J.K. out there, when you put Moses yep. Moody. They bring a dynamic that other guys aren't providing right now, and that's what you're going to see a lot of moving but that, forward. But that's not, like, the that all sounds thing. great, right? and maybe it'll work a little bit. That's not getting you into the championship it, Putting picture. Stephen Curry out there with a group of 22-year-olds isn't the winning recipe for this team. Right. To stay afloat right now, especially if Draymond Green is suspended for a large amount of games. What other options does this team have right now? Can we see some of those lineups? So I'm curious, Brian, what you think of it. We're talking about down the stretch of the game last night. We had Clay benched, Wiggins benched, what did you benched. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that's and that's why this kneecapped Steve Kerr because they were just going to a small lineup with Draymond at center. This is like the worst possible time. He'd been mulling this over for a long time. He makes the change and now Draymond is out. It's terrible timing for what they were trying to do. So from here, if you're Golden State, they're right here in Los Angeles tomorrow night facing a Clippers team that we talked about earlier is playing incredibly well. Your solution, Zach, for now, without knowing the suspension? I just got to find it from within because there's no other option right now. Pass to Steph and spread the minutes. Pass to Steph and spread the minutes. We will have more on Draymond Green and his suspension tomorrow on NBA Today. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming. FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.